There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Rather, it's positives or negative. Minnesota Sports Chat has you covered. Talking nothing but Minnesota sports all year long. It's time now for the soon-to-be award-winning, if only in his own mind, Minnesota Sports Chat with your host, Ross Brendel. I should know this, but if anybody knows awards that I can nominate myself for so I can win one and have some hardware, I would take that. If not, as threatened, I'll just create my own award and give it to me. Why not, right? Thank you for listening to Minnesota Sports Chat, edition number 172 of, yes, the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat, available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Mr. Manny Hill from Jazz 88, MPS Voices, Score North, and formerly of the Raised by Wolves podcast in just moments. If you can, please rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Please tell your friends and family all about this podcast. And don't forget, you can find me on Twitter, Insta, and something called The Threads Machine at the Ross Brendel. Manny Hill joins to fulfill the Manny quota. But Manny, before we do that, I need you to remove all of your clothing and taser yourself. I knew I'd I don't catch- know if I could do that. I don't know if I could do that even <laughs> if I tried. I knew I'd catch you off guard with that. So Manny's texting me yesterday, and to paraphrase the text, it said something along the lines of Pat Fitzgerald, what the hell? <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of my thoughts too, Manny. And I, I thought instead of us just texting back and forth, well, let's fulfill the Manny quota, talk a little hazing, and then maybe talk a little twins baseball. And the the sad part here for me is, and and I don't think you have to necessarily 100% change your opinion of Pat Fitzgerald. You know, m- mistakes, transgressions, I don't think always should define people. We shouldn't, you know, burn everybody's house down. But whether Pat Fitzgerald knew about hazing going on or not going on, I I still think it's really tough for us to weigh in because we just don't know all the facts. But I think we know enough to know more than likely, most likely, if Pat Fitzgerald didn't know anything that was going on as far as what hazing was or, again, was not happening, that alone is not good. So either A, more than likely, hazing was happening in his football program, which he knew about, B, more than likely, Hazing was happening in his football program, which he didn't know about, which leads to equal sign. Neither one of those are good. And Pat Fitzgerald is currently no longer the head football coach at Northwestern. And Manny, I'm not saying this is a part of it. And they're they're probably separate conversations. They should be treated as separate conversations. But perhaps a part of the reason why Northwestern's been so bad on the football field the last few years could be turmoil in the program that nobody really knew about until recently. So your general thoughts, overall thoughts, when you start doing, I think, pretty much what everybody else is doing, watching news stories, 
online, reading news stories, perhaps snippets of stories that show up on social media. Your thoughts on, first off, hazing at Northwestern, but just hazing in general, which I have always thought is stupid and misguided. Yeah, I think that's kind of the the, the text conversation you and I had yesterday was just like, hazing in general is just stupid. And the fact that you still have, I mean, forget about the fact that it was Northwestern for a minute. (laughs) The fact that you still have hazing going on and hazing of this magnitude specifically going on is just not only is it just like disgusting it's also just stupid like what do you what do you it's like it's 2023 we're we're almost a quarter of the way into the 21st century ross and we still have this type of garbage going on and it's like i don't i don't understand why college football programs i don't know if some of this is going on in college basketball programs just any college program in general uh or any pro you know organization of any sport um for that matter i don't understand why this stuff why why some people feel like this stuff has to continue to go on i just don't i don't understand the point of it i don't get what what is supposed to be gained from it i i mean okay you there's a difference between making the freshmen carry duffel bag, carry the seniors duffel bags to, you know, from the locker room to the practice field, that type of stuff. If you want to call that hazing, okay, fine, whatever. But the magnitude of what's been going on specifically at Northwestern is just, it's, it's disgusting. It's grotesque. It's, and it, and you, it just kind of leaves you asking why, why does this, why does it have to go to this magnitude it makes no sense to me at all well and i think we'd be naive again if we think that this is only happening at northwestern i don't i don't want to say that it's happening everywhere manny but i would be shocked if there's not a small form of this happening in some way shape or form at pretty much every university across the country and i wouldn't be surprised if in the coming days i hope not but i wouldn't be surprised if in the coming days we learn about another university or two where something may be happening. I, I The one thing that I constantly think about whenever this stuff comes up, and I really do agree with you, Manny, I don't even know if you can call, carry our books, carry our duffel bags, hey, freshman, you have to pick your favorite song and sing it at the team banquet. I don't know if you can even call that stuff hazing. That no. stuff I would say, even though it does kind of sound bad if you think about it, that is more of the team building stuff. How did we ever get to the point where we think having players act as turnstiles being naked in a shower is right. is team building? That is, I wonder, honestly, what does that do to somebody psychologically down the road? Yeah, you're trying to, trying to build a family. You're trying to be a member of society. And at a time in your life when you're still developing, learning about yourself, learning about life. They say your brain's not fully developed till you're 25-ish. And you get to deal with this crap when you thought you were just going to play college football. But then again, Manny, I'll be honest. I guarantee you a reason why a lot of this is happening to these kids at the college level, it was being done at the high school level. Yeah. And it's been institutionalized in programs. You think this just started at Northwestern? It's been happening for years. Right. Which, again, makes me think, come on, Pat. 
I'm not even saying you knew exactly what was happening, but you knew something, right? Yeah. You, you, how, do, how do you not know? You knew You're, something. You are the you are the ultimate figurehead. When when people think about Northwestern anything, Pat Fitzgerald is the first. I mean, forget about just football. Like when you think about Northwestern athletics, Pat Fitzgerald is like the face of it because he's obviously he's he's you know probably the greatest football player to ever play at that program. The most accomplished. He's a great linebacker. You know, he wasn't much in the NFL, but what he represented for those really good Northwestern teams in the mid nineties was everything. He was the identity of those, of those teams. And then to be the head coach for um, almost two decades and having mild success, success as well, two, two uh, trips to the big 10 championship game in the last, uh, you know, five, six years or whatever. And, you know, the last two years weren't, weren't great at all. Um, but, you know, to be so connected and to be the identifying figure of that institution and to suddenly claim like, oh, I didn't know that any of this was going on. It's like, come on, man. I don't, I don't buy it. And even if you, let's just say for giggles, he didn't know what was going on. That's an even bigger indictment because it's like, how do you not know what's going on? So here's a question for you, and I'm interested to get your answer, and I'll give mine as well. Let's say Pat Fitzgerald is the head coach at Georgia, or he's the head football coach at Alabama, and he's got a slew of national championships sitting on his, uh, I don't know what you would call it, his armoire. His mantle. Do you think we're talking about Pat Fitzgerald being out of a job? Because I don't. And he, and here's why I say that. Brandon Miller <laughs> supplied, supplied a gun to somebody that ended yeah. up causing the death in Alabama because they were tra- in route, albeit basketball, to trying to win a national championship. They basically literally swept it under the rug and said, nothing to see here. In one of my all-time favorite but also disgusting quotes in recent memory when it's Nate Oates, correct? Alabama basketball coach says, oh, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. How are you in the wrong place at the wrong time when you supply the gun that was used? Right. <laughs> you were the place at the time. You're not in well, the wrong place. You are the place. So well, in- I, I and, and I'm not saying that that's right, Manny, but I got a hard time mm-hmm. believing if Pat Fitzgerald's sitting on some national championships or even some recent Big Ten championships or wasn't at Northwestern. Well, let's, well, let's be honest. They care about athletics, but academics is number one. Always has been, currently is, always will be at Northwestern. So I think Northwestern views it and says it's probably not worth the fight. But if it's at more of an athletic school, I feel like Pat Fitzgerald might still be the head football coach right now. Well, in a lot of ways, you can look at the situation, though, Ross, and look at the way Michael Schill, the president of the university, initially reacted to the allegations. He suspended Pat Fitzgerald for two games. Yeah, or two weeks. Or, or, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, it wasn't two games. It was two weeks, right? And then sometimes I wonder, is the punishment now just because people are up in arms because either A, maybe the punishment wasn't enough, or B, people are learning more about it. And maybe, yeah. yeah, you're right, Manny. Maybe they did try sweeping it under the rug. Yeah, I think I think initially the the thought was like, okay, well, we'll just suspend them for two weeks and and look like and pretend like we we're really invested in 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 trying to make this right or or that we really care, and then. They got the backlash from it, from the general public, 
And then they felt like, okay, well now we gotta, now we have to just cut them loose, which, <laughs> which is a terrible look, by the way, for for Michael Schill, makes him look incredibly weak and incredibly oh, yeah. deaf. And you know, you have to start wondering about his leadership abilities as the president of the institution. So it's a it's a mess, man. And 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 to your point, like, and you're, we we'd be you'd be completely naive if you didn't think that this this type of stuff was going on in other programs in college football, maybe other programs in college athletics in general. And I'll point out the University of Minnesota is at the University of Northwestern in college football. I believe that is Saturday, September twenty third. It is the go for football's first or second Big Ten game of the year, but their first road game. A couple of things come to my mind if you just want to talk football. Let's let's pull let's pull everything back and just talk football. Okay. I think the Gophers should have won that game before this. There's now almost no the Gophers absolutely cannot lose that game. For many reasons, because one, punish the team on the field for for doing such a stupid and cowardly act. Yep. Uh, two, I'm assuming they're going to lose some players here. Mm-hmm. Three, they're not good to begin with, or they probably weren't going to be very good to begin with. By all accounts, yeah, they were one and eleven yeah. last year. They're terrible. By all accounts, they were going to be better, but how could they not be better? It. <laughs> I, I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to talk about it. But man, if the Gophers lose that game, my head might explode. I mean, it's just. You can't, and, and again, saying that, I I know what it's like being a Gopher football fan. I say that, and now I automatically just assume they're going to lose. I think I tweeted, <laughs> yeah, I think I tweeted yesterday. The loss at Northwestern is going to be excruciatingly painful. Right? It's well, just, oh, it's going to be awful. I just, I just hope the uh, beat I just hope beat, that, beat beat them into the ground. I just hope the hot chocolate out there at Ryan Field is warmer than it was <laughs> the last time well, when you and I, you and I, and our friend, uh, our mutual friend Trevor Brown, were out there. In, was it 2011? We went out there. I think so. In late September, Manny, the hot chocolate better be hot. They better not. Hopefully, they're not even <laughs> serving it. Oh gosh, yeah. There's so Ross and I. Obviously, many of you know Ross and I have been friends for a long time, and we've gone on a few uh, trips out of town to watch uh, the Gopher football team play at, at away sites. And we went to uh, Northwestern one year, 2011, I think Jerry Kill's first year. And uh, I had the trifecta of just bad experience with the concession stands. <laughs> my hot what chocolate concessions? Was, yeah. My hot chocolate was cold. My nacho cheese was cold. And then I think the, the, the bread on the brat that I tried to eat was stale. <laughs> You know, here's the thing about Evanston and Ryan Field. Evanston, the town, is beautiful. There's actually a oh, lot you can joint, do. The pizza joint you, that we went to the night before the game was great. Yeah, there's great, great stuff. Pizza. Got great breweries. I've been there a few uh, times since, or yeah, since you and I went. It is a great place, and they've done a better job at the field. And I know they're they're building a new complex, so hopefully that's something they care a little bit more about. At Northwestern is the fan experience, but I, I'm glad we got to talk about this a little bit. I, I just, I, the moment, the, I didn't want to say hazing, whatever, initiation, team building. I'm for all that stuff. You just in today's day and age have to think really long and hard about what you're doing. And is this going to come back and bite us in the butt? And the moment your team bonding turns to, Anything sexual. Yeah. <laughs> Your alarm bells, I don't care how old you are. You 
you sh- you're in eighth grade or you're a junior in college. You you should know. I can't be a part of this, and somebody needs to know. And if I don't feel comfortable going to my head football coach or a position coach or somebody at the university, then I gotta go somewhere else. You, I mean, you, man. yeah, you just have to. You just, you, I mean, come on, it's like wake up, people. Honestly, God, wake up. It's ridiculous. Well, do you want to talk about some more fun topics? Yeah. Somehow, somehow, I'm gonna segue here. I'm going to segue away from hazing into delicious coffee. I don't have a great segue for it, so I'm, I'm just, you know what I'll do? I'll do one of these. There we go. That's the whoosh. All right. Let's do a whoosh again just because I like it. All right. Coffeebybeans.com. Coffeebybeans.com is where you need to go to check out all of their amazing blends. I talked about it the last few weeks all the great blends that they have. I don't even need to say it because you know the blends that I've been crushing lately. It is the blank blend and the blank blend. Yeah, you said it in your head, right? Perfectus and Mikado. Go buy some for yourself at coffeebybeans.com. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT. That's SPORTSCHAT, one word. You'll save some cash at checkout. Look at all the blends. They have light roast, dark roast, medium roast, a blend for everybody, and yes, even a uh, caffeine-free blend as well. Use that promo code SPORTSCHAT to save at checkout. Beans Coffee Company, they ship anywhere in the U.S. with free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. Coffeebybeans.com. That's coffeebybeans.com. Promo code SPORTSCHAT. Sonny Gray comes on to pitch. He's been an All-Star three times now, but this is his first chance to actually pitch in the All-Star game. Chopper to short for Corey Seager. One gone in the third. Down on a nasty pitch here. Two up and two down for Sonny Gray. Finds himself behind and now chases strike three. And Sonny Gray had it all working in his inning of work here in the All-Star game. MLB All-Star game on Fox last night. Sonny Gray with a... Fairly clean inning. I think it was three up, three down. Yeah, it was three up, three down with a couple of strikeouts, a couple of nasty pitches, getting batters out in front. Before we really dive into the twins here in closing on this edition of Minnesota Sports Chat, Manny, I'm happy for Sonny Gray. This is his third time there, third team, third organization, first time actually in the game, and it was nice to see him out there even Earlier in the game, I think Pablo Lopez is going to go back to at least a handful more all-star games. He'll get his turn on the mound at some point, and he was a a late addition anyways. I'm happy for Sonny Gray, and Sonny in the last few days has even kind of hinted, and a lot of people are taking shots at the Twins for this. I don't necessarily think it's a Twins issue, but Sonny's kind of hinted this might be it. All year I've been thinking Sonny's going to get one more payday for two, three years. Make about another $60, $70 million. And Sonny is not necessarily saying he's going to retire, but it's it's he it's on his radar. And you get it. He's 34 now. But just really cool to see. He's been a good pitcher for a long time. He's had a heck of a season for the Minnesota Twins, although the wins and losses don't necessarily show it. I guess the losses do because he only has three. The wins don't because the team never scores him any damn runs, so he doesn't have a win since late April. And it's the it's the middle of June here. But I, I don't know how you can't watch. There's always great all-star stories, including Yenier Cano, the one that got away. Maybe the Twins could trade Jorge Lopez for Yenier Cano. I ah, see. I got to be ready for that rim shot. If you... 
follow the Twins in baseball. You, you get that. But I, you just got to be happy for Sonny Gray. I, I was happy to see that. Uh-oh, I lost you. Microphone, dead. Plug it in. Unplug it. Live on the fly. Oh, Manny just mouthed, are you kidding me? Here, we'll, we'll break this down as he tries to figure out the microphone. Could be lost. Maybe never to be heard from again. Manny, uh, you're going to make me ad-lib for 15 minutes here on my own, Manny? Let's get this figured out. Tighten your stuff up. I cannot hear you. Tighten it up, Manny Hill. What should Manny do, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, Man- now we got him. Are you there? Okay. Yep. Okay, don't move. Don't move. <laughs> don't move. The the YouTube audience, and yeah, you can find this podcast on YouTube now. The YouTube audience is going to get to see you go. You kidding me? <laughs> uh, what was the last thing you heard from me? Uh, nothing. Gray, right? Nothing. You got to be okay. happy for Sonny Gray. Yeah, no, good for him. He, he's been um, he's been really good all season, um, you know, and like you said, it's his first time actually appearing in an all-star game. He had made it with Oakland, I think, was the first one, and then Cincinnati a few years ago uh, did not make it in his brief Yankees run, but um, – yeah, like like you said, he's been a really good pitcher for a while. And I think when you get to be in your early 30s, I think for most professional athletes, you know, the thought of, you know, the end of the road kind of pops up in, I think, on all of their heads, um, you know, some more so than others. It kind of depends on, you know, your the, the caliber of player you are maybe and, and just kind of where you're at, where you feel like you're at in your life. And, you know, Sonny might be one of those guys, I mean, that – has felt like, you know, a decade, a decade in, in, in the major leagues is enough and you make enough money and you, you, you pitch for a few teams, you got a chance to pitch for the Yankees. I mean, that's kind of a thing that some guys kind of hold, uh, can kind of have like, it's like a feather in their cap, so to speak. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, ha- what happens. I tend to think with an opportunity to get, you know, another fairly significant payday, I think at the end of the day, he's going to take that opportunity and pitch a couple of more years. Yeah, me uh, too. He's still a really, good, he's still a really good pitcher. You know, he's been, he's been really, really good, really consistent. To your point, if the Twins would just score some damn runs for him, <laughs> you know, it's nice that he he got the recognition of being an All Star. That a lot of people looked at him and said, "Well, he only has four wins, but he's been pretty good all year." So. Well, and that he pitched so well enough, they put him in early in the game. Not that it really matters because the game doesn't matter anymore, even if people want to tell you that it does. But I think the fact that he was, I think, the second starter out there, mm-hmm. maybe third. Sorry, I was only half watching last night because at this point, the All-Star game doesn't do a ton for me, but it is nice to keep tabs can, on, can your, we, on your own team. Very quickly, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Can we go back to every player wearing their yeah, own preach, uniform in preach. the All-Star game? I don't care that they have their own logo on the hat. That looks dumb. And the, the 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 uniforms every year, they were okay last night. But it's just, I get it. They're Mariners ML- colors. Yeah. It was Mariners colors. ML- like, MLB wants to make money. That. I get it. But I don't want to see that. I think it's really cool. It, what I would do is let, let the players wear their uniforms, but then just sell the heck out of specialized hats. Yeah. You know? Well, they remember for... for up until a couple of years ago, they would make design specialized all-star hats in each for each for each team. And they would let let the players wear their wear their own uniforms with like specifically all-star designed hats, you know. So I don't know. I, I think it 
I think if they're going to keep doing this, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion, I think if they're going to keep doing it this way, wearing specific uniforms, then I think get rid of every team having an all-star. Because that, that to me, was like half of the, the point of... Yeah, to see every your team, team represented. To see your team. Yep. Yeah, when I, was, when I was a teenager, seeing Ron Coomer <laughs> as, the, as the Twins' lone representative in the, in the All-Star game in 99 in Boston, seeing him with his Twins uniform on, on the field, that's that was, that was half of it, you know, because the Twins were lousy back then. But, you know, seeing one of your own guys in your favorite team's uniform... That was that was the, the coolest thing about it. You really kind of cheapen that whole thing by everybody having having the same uniform on. The twins benefited from some of these guys no longer being on their team, but you do get a kick out of all the former twins that were in the All Star game last night. Yeah, I mean there were or yeah, last night, sorry. And I'm, we're recording this on Wednesday, July twelfth, but I know there was Manny, Eddie Rosario, Yenny or Cano, Luisa Rise. Uh, Brent Rooker was there because he had to be there, but he's still technically right. a, technically an all-star. And I know I'm missing many others, uh, at least a, a handful more. Uh, I'm going to steal a bit from my cohorts here, from Mackie and Judd and Declan Goff. Write this down, Manny Hill. Okay. Write this down. Sunday Grace qualifying offer is going to be for roughly near $20 million a year, which, again, to yep. your point, maybe he only wants to play another year. Maybe he just says, yeah, you know what? I don't really love the organization here. I think that that's pretty clear, but I'll take the 17, 18 million dollars. I'll play one more year, throw that all in the bank, and I'm not going to force my family to move around again. They're used to this. I'll stay in Minnesota. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to say no to that qualifying offer as fast as you can humanly possible say no so we can get out of here and write this down. Sonny Gray will sign a two or three year deal with the Detroit Tigers. Hmm. They have plenty of money. They need some veteran leadership. They're they're on the rise. It's a nice ballpark that he'll love pitching in. He's yeah. not a big city guy. I think that's pretty evident and clear at this point. So if the Twins can't somehow woo Sonny Gray back, which I think has a .00002% chance of happening, he will pitch for the Detroit Tigers and then probably call it a career okay Manny Falvine Derek Falvey says and I I do a point I really actually do agree with him he didn't say we're not trading for a bat but he basically insinuated guys it doesn't matter who I bring in if Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa aren't hitting it, it doesn't matter and he's right and then it set off this I don't want to say firestorm. Nothing's a firestorm or crap storm, but watching Twitter, are the twins going to be buyers? Are they going to be, are they going to be sellers at this point? They're doing their due diligence on both. Cause you'd like to think the twins are going to come out of the all-star break. And maybe by late July, maybe they finally played well. The schedule lightens up. Maybe they sweep the A's and who knows two weeks from now, they wind up four games up. It's also entirely possible with how, Lame and lethargic this team has looked. They lose two out of three to Oakland this weekend. And before you know it. Only a handful of games left against Kansas City. Correct. But before you know (laughs) it, Manny, maybe we get 15 games out of the All-Star break and the Twins have gone five and ten. This organization is on record. We don't stand pat. We either buy or we either sell. I I can see how this team sells. But logically, I think they'll end up buying because 
I don't think the division's going to allow them to sell. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. Unless Cleveland comes out of the break and goes, I, what, fourteen and three, and the Twins play less than five hundred ball, I just don't think that that's going to happen. So logically, they're probably adding, but it is just such a weird spot to be in because I do still think this team can be pretty good. I do still think that they'll win the division. But we're 90 games in right now, and I've seen no signs that they're ever going to snap out of it. And Manny, you and I have talked about this multiple times. This goes back now three years. This team has literally slept, walk, slept, walked since the 2019 season. The COVID season, they started off okay. For some reason, they showed up at Target Field to play the Pittsburgh Pilots. Pilots, geez, I'm really struggling. Pirates inexplicably lost a game that they shouldn't. And I kid you not, it hasn't been the same since. It's been three years. They're 30 games under 500 the last two and a half seasons. Yeah. it's. I think it's going to get better, but all the evidence in front of me, Manny, tells me it's not. Well, think about what has changed in baseball just in the last three years. I mean, from, you know, we're four years removed now from the Bomba squad that won 101 games and set the big league record for home runs in a season. We all know that the ball was a bit juiced for everybody around baseball that year. And that probably aided the twins. What? No way. (laughs) And that likely aided the twins in in their success uh, that season. And it was a great year and it was fun. Ended with a thud uh, in 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 Yankee Stadium, or started out with a with a thud for two games in Yankee Stadium, and ended ended in a whimper. At ended in, I was just gonna say, ended in a whimper. <laughs> uh, but really, ever since then, you know, baseball has kind of changed. It's you know, the ball is not juiced anymore. You know, teams have kind of adjusted and. We've gone back to you know with the with the pitch clock instituted this year. Uh, we've we've kind of gone back to teams are like you know bunting and stealing bases again, and teams are like trying to. It's hit beautiful, now. isn't it? It's beautiful. Oh, I love it. I love it. And games are like two hours and fifteen minutes. It's fantastic. It's it's just it's glorious. I love it. Um, but you know, it it feels like. A lot of things have changed in baseball in the last three or three years or so, and the Twins have yet to adjust to it. Now, yeah, have they been dealing with injuries? Buxton gets hurt all the time. Correa is, you know, I don't know how healthy Carlos Correa is, but he's just he's not been good with the bat in the first half of the season. Still pretty good with the glove, but you know, I, I mean, you can only blame it on injuries so much you still have guys that have been healthy enough to be productive and they just haven't been productive we we have not where where in the hell has max kepler been since 2019 honestly like what what is what is the issue with him why he has been ross he's been terrible for going on four seasons now yeah and again he's been better for the last three or four weeks but can you really trust that it's sustainable and my my no, com- can't. I don't. My complaint with him is almost more in the outfield. He he still has been a very plus defender in the outfield, but then also just like our guy Eddie Rosario will have these moments every now and then where it's dude, show some urgency, hustle yeah. to that ball over the over the weekend. Didn't matter because the Twins weren't going to score six runs to win the game anyways. But the sixth run that Baltimore scored on Saturday was on a ball that was hit 200 miles per hour to right field, and he's lollygagging to pick it up. And then 
lollygags his throwback in, they still almost get the guy. If he was hustling and came up firing, he would have been out by 15 feet at home. And that that's the stuff that drives and, me and, that drives me and, crazy with this ball club. And and the urgency, that, show it. Yeah. And the fact that stuff like that has been happening, a, a lack of um a lack of improvement at the plate, a lack of adjustments at the plate, and he has still continued to be trotted out there on the lineup, and there's there's no accountability for it whatsoever. That that plays a role in all of this, Ross. When you're trying to when you're trying to win, I mean, obviously the Twins are trying to win. They're in on winning. I oh mean, yeah, they gave yeah. Carlos Correa this contract. They gave Buxton this contract. So they're in on trying to compete. The, the the division is terrible. They're in on trying to win right now. But when you have guys like this, and it sounds like I'm piling on Max Kepler here, but but look, it is what it is. When you have guys like that who are giving that type of effort defensively, who are not making any sort of adjustments at the plate whatsoever, I mean, he's been, Max Kepler has been, Ross, a bad hitter for going on four seasons now. Even in the COVID year in 2020, he was not good. You know, his 2019, he was really good. He had, what, 30, 35, 36 home runs. Had an OPS of almost 900, I think. Had a really nice year with the Bomba squad. Ever since then, he's been awful. And the fact that he's continued to be trotted out there, I know he's they gave him the contract and all of that, but that's got to be getting close to the end, I think. This yeah, year, this, this is it. This, this is, is it. it. So, yep. so to me, it's kind of like, okay, if you're getting that kind of effort in the field, you're getting that kind of effort at the plate, he's in the last year of his contract, what are we doing here? Yeah, you've, yeah. Got, you've got Larnick, you've got Walner down who are – raking in the minor leagues right now what are we doing here what is the point set send send a message and that message hasn't been sent and then you just kind of it just kind of trickles down to the rest of the guys in the in the clubhouse to where it's like okay well if he's not being held accountable then what the hell do i need to be giving a good <laughs> well effort for? i'll i'll say this and, and then we'll start to wrap it up here the the move that should happen first is Joey Gallo. God bless his heart. Sounds like he's the world's oh great. God. He's the world's greatest person, and legitimately is a good defender. He is a good yeah. defender. He's got that over Max, and somebody's going to pick him up because of that. But th- that is a guy that should be DFA'd, and Walner should Walner should have been here yesterday. Yeah. Kepler, I can I can buy it a little bit longer, but at the end of the day, you probably should have moved on from him this past offseason. I I got something for you. That's a Mildly serious note here in in closing. You're gonna think it's a joke, but it really isn't. You did hear, you did hear about. I, I don't know if it was a mugging, just some sort of beating outside a Target Field. I did not hear about this. What is it? Well, it doesn't really matter. I don't know exactly what it was, but they were very quickly able to rule out the Minnesota Twins because they don't hit anything. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like there was a mugging at Target Field and <laughs> the culprit was wearing uh, black and orange with, <laughs> with the letter with the letter O on their hats. You know what? My <laughs> my car got broken into and somebody left me Twins tickets. <laughs> so no, no, uh, gut come re- on, Twins, come I on, know. gut oh, reaction, Manny. Um, gut thought: Who wins the division? I still think it's the Twins. I think the I Twins think- are. Somehow going to pull this together or be slightly less awful than awful than Cleveland. The Minnesota Twins will win the American League Central with an 81 and 81. Oh, I love it. I love it. 
and then they'll be promptly swept in the wild card round. Uh, Manny, promote yourself here in 10 seconds. MPSvoices.com, jazz88.fm. Check it all out. I'll be on there a little bit, but uh, my main thing is getting other talents on the air and giving them some shine. I love it. Manny Hill, at Manny Hill 84 on the Twitter machine still, correct? Yes, sir. Wonderful. That does it for edition number 172 of Minnesota Sports Chat. We have fulfilled the Manny quota for July. We'll talk with him in August. I, I got a feeling that'll be very Vikings football and Gophers football centric. I am the Ross Brendel on most of the socials. You can find me there, but thank you so much for listening to Minnesota Sports Chat. Yes, please rate and review kindly, and please tell your friends. We'll talk again real soon. Yeah.